Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Christ of Culture. This is Clint. And this is Gordon. And we're excited to be back with you guys. I can't, we are. I am falling asleep a little bit. <laughs> it's been a pretty long day. I think I've had like four meetings today and Gross. 12 hours at work. I loathe meetings. Yeah, it's been a long day. But you know what? Being an introvert, I get really exhausted at those meetings. So I just feel dead. So I have been drinking tea, which tea. Gordon was kind enough to make for me. Before I got I here. didn't know your kettle doesn't like whistle. Yeah, it does. So, oh, does it? Oh, yeah, it totally okay, does. Okay, great. Because I thought I like, not that you can do this, but like burnt the water. Oh, dude, I've done that. It's done, so bad. Yeah. It started to smell, but I think I just got it right before it started to whistle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember one time in college, I don't know if my roommates listened to this, but I, I made a pretty big mistake. So I drink a ton of tea, like all the time. And... My thing is I always have it filled while I have it on the stove. Always. I noticed that. And You don't want to do that, by the way. Why? Like bacteria. But I drink it so much. Well, as I know, you should just want, you always want to yeah, do it. I wash bite. it. So, I You're mean, good. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> but, like, I always have it filled, like, ready to go so I can make it in the morning, whatever. And one of my roommates cleaned it one time and didn't refill it. And I just mindlessly turned it on and walked away because that's what I do. Yeah. And you, you're laughing. You already know what's going to happen. It literally burned it. Like the ma- the plastic handle was falling off, like off the side. Like it was so bad. The metal changed colors, completely destroyed the whole thing. So I don't know. Why did I even start talking about this? Oh, talk about burning water. Yeah. But you didn't do that. But right. You, yeah, it's, wow. it's pretty, yeah, that was a low point in in my college career. In your tea-making career. Right. But the reason why I said that was we're drinking tea. Oh, yes. And actually, we're drinking Barry's Irish tea, which I have mentioned a couple times on air. And the reason why I bring that up is today I was at, we do this activity, Whataburger Wednesday, right. with our teens. For those of you who don't live in Texas, Whataburger is the fast food restaurant of yeah. texas it's cody's favorite day of the week it's literally a staple here if you if you don't know what it is if you have, haven't gone to it and you live in texas then you're probably not alive i guess because they will mm. drag you there they will yeah it's it's insane but so but between like whataburger and bucky's i think oh, bucky's is like the place to like check out as a bit like if you had to choose one right as like a visitor yeah bucky's bucky's is cool but bucky's is more of like a gas station supermarket with the cleanest bathrooms you'll ever yeah see. it's just something like 
to something to something to see. Right. Whataburger is like distinguishable. It's like a one one of its own, mm-hmm. but still just kind of like a fast food place. Yeah, so. in my opinion. <laughs> From an outsider's perspective, please don't kill us uh, if you're a Texas listener. But the reason why I bring this up is today I was at Whataburger Wednesday with some of my teens, and one of my teens is discerning the priesthood. Oh, wow. And he was actually looking at the Salesians. Right, so he, he wow. had a Salesian priest recruiter come to Whataburger Wednesday and hang out with us. And it was pretty cool. And for whatever reason, they started talking about the podcast. I didn't even bring it up. And... They were talking about how we always drink tea on air. And the priest asked me what kind of tea. And I said, Barry's Irish tea. And being a recruiter for the Salesians, he travels a lot. He's like, oh, I love that tea. It's, it's like my favorite. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a little little dark for me. So I, I use some sugar. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's great. I love the energy. I'm like, well, it's important <laughs> on days like tonight because that is what's keeping me awake. So yes. that's a really long story of just saying guys i'm tired so drinking tea out of a darth vader mug out of yes my mug is darth vader and it says who's Who's your your daddy who's your daddy Mm. it's it's a good one so that's a classic but i digress let's dive into it what media have you been inhaling this week like last week podcasts yeah and i mentioned alice isn't dead and Allison, like the story podcasts are short, like usually like 15 to 20 minutes, but it usually says like 25 or 30 because there's a lot of like advertisements, the intro, the outro. Mm -hmm. And so the ads have usually been for things like Blue Apron, like food or like other podcasts that are similar, but not like a continuational story. Sure. So more podcasts that are like open mic story one-offs people tell like fictional stories in that kind of way but they're it's like you listen to the one podcast and it's over and i'm not really like a like as much of a fan of that i do like it but i i usually like the hook of being sucked into the story yeah and so finally the last episode episode three he advertised this one podcast that i checked out and now i am sucked into and it's called um the bright sessions and he advertised it because their last episode airs in july but they've had like four seasons so there's like 50 something episodes so i just started and i'm already i started like yesterday i think and i'm already in episode 10 wow and it's so good it's based about this woman who you get she's interviewing she's a therapist she interviews these kids or people i don't really know their ages they're like kind of like our age okay and you're getting it through her perspective so like it starts, she like puts the tape on. She's like, okay, patient number one called me. Her name is Sam. I don't know much else about her. And you hear like the knock on the door. It opens up and like there's Sam. And then you're getting like the therapy interviews on tape type thing. And every person that comes to her because of her ad has like special abilities. So like the first person, Sam, travels through time. One person's super empathetic. And then one person can like hear other people's thoughts. But you're also getting tidbits from the therapist as, after they leave or from the interview of like, there's something else. There's like a bigger picture going on. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that's how it's going to go play out from the rest of the season. As far as like, it's only through the tapes it might happen other ways of storytelling. But right now as the introduction of the characters, that's how it's happening. And I'm, I'm hooked. It's so good. This sounds, I know I say this all the time, but this sounds like something that 
you would be into. I don't know how you find this stuff. <laughs> because like, it's it easy. finds it's, me. It's easy to find like a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie, but you find the most obscure things that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. But they're like perfectly you, yeah. if that makes sense. No, it's true. You should check it out, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'll have to set me up with it. I'm, I need to get back into listening to more podcasts again yeah. because I, since starting this one, I've kind of slowly it makes sense moved away from a lot of other ones. Just it's a lot of a lot of well, time. Speaking of that, have you been listening, reading anything? Yeah. Watching uh, anything? Yeah. So, like I said last week, music has been probably my biggest intake. And so, a really weird combination that I've been listening to lately, I've been listening to Elton John, mm. which I, I love me some Elton John. I've seen him. Live? Yeah. Oh, he's doing like a farewell tour right now or it's something. About, it's about right. Yeah. Which he's is so sad. odd in real, in person. I have friends that like met him and went to his house, but. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy cow. That's a off-air story. It's, he's an odd person. Okay. <laughs> he was in, uh, what is that? movie the oh with the british agents which british agents there's a few of those you're talking about with mr bean no the golden circle oh he's in that yeah i know you're talking about but i've never seen them but uh yeah like the new james bond but younger younger kids yeah oh my gosh what is it called uh something men kingsman yeah yeah so he's in he's in Kingsman. I hope you the, keep all the golden of that. circle. Oh, I'm totally gonna keep that <laughs> okay. on there. Bear with us, guys. I'm so sorry. Like I said, I'm really really tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Kingsman, golden circle. He's in that. He's just like this. He plays himself, but it's just like this hilariously stupid character. So if you haven't seen it, uh, it's a pretty stupid funny. If you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, it seems like very action packed and yeah, I've seen like bits and pieces. I think I would enjoy it. Yeah. There's some, it's not extremely thought provoking by any means, but it's, it's a typical funny action movie with a lot of gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun one, but he's in that. So I've been listening to Elton John and the reason why I said it's a weird combination is I've also been listening to Ed Sheeran, who is probably my favorite musician. Oh, really? But the reason why is I actually heard an uh, an Ed Sheeran cover of an Elton John song. Which one? Candle in the Wind. Yeah. And it was just a beautiful cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a fan. So Does th- Ed Sheeran play piano? Or was it a guitar cover? It was a guitar cover. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Ed Sheeran can play anything on guitar. Just give him his loop pedal. He'll play for days. <laughs> just but give him his loop. Yeah, loop. Pedal. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. We're good. We're good. But yeah, so I've been listening to a lot of that. And then last night I watched the finale for Flash season four. Ooh. Which I, I've said this before, but I really like Flash. Yeah. And sometimes I don't know why. Because it's not he's... a super great quality film. The writing. A lot of the times that the, the characters make the same mistakes, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's yeah. kind of like a house episode, yeah, where it's the same episode right. just written differently. Exactly, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, and it's because the Flash is the most powerful DC character. I, was, I think he's got to be. He's the most powerful ins- of any, but it's he, insane. Gets, he gets underplayed 
Oh yeah, all the time. His speed is so fast. If he utilizes that in every situation, well, it's he's underplayed because usually Barry Allen doesn't know his full potential. Yeah, in like the comic books and everything else, but mm-hmm. his full potential as the Flash, unbelievable. Time travel, anything. Yeah, it's crazy. So, that's that's kind of been uh, the big stuff for me. So I'm hoping to get into some new books in the next couple of weeks. Same. So. If you have any suggestions, let me know. I know we have some on our, our list right now, so maybe I'll try and knock some of those out too. Yeah. Cool. Other than that, kind of like last week, I have, you know, you've only been the only one, I think, to tackle songs so far. Yes. So That's I'm going true. to tackle a song today. Wonderful. Take it away. Um, it is actually a recommendation from one of our listeners, Sarah Matler. So shout out, Sarah Matler. For so many things, more than just the song, but number one listener this week. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact: your generosity and all. And this song is "Scars to Your Beautiful" by Alicia Cara. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I, I know so. the song. I don't listen to the radio, guys. As Clint said in the last like three episodes, there are things that are me. There are things that are not me. I'm not saying this isn't me, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I have like a stigma. And so like, I don't listen to the radio. And so I know this song because you hear the radio at like coffee shops and everywhere. So I know this song. It's the, oh, you beautiful, scuzzy. And so. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, it's Alessia Cara. Alessia. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. She was in, uh, she was in Houston for the rodeo, I think. Okay. Year. I didn't go to the rodeo. Oh. But yeah. We'll go next year. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to. I have no choice. Okay. I'm being forced, but it's fall. Yeah, ball. that's it's another one of those Texas things that we were talking about. Yeah. You just... Because we have rodeos in Georgia, but it's like for a weekend. This yeah. One was, this one was right. here for a month. Well, this is the biggest one in the world. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyways, sorry. So, we were originally going to do this as one of our videos. YouTube. But I, yeah. But I pulled up the lyrics and started breaking it down. And I was like, actually, I can easily make this a podcast. This is... Thank you, Sarah. This is like a really good song. Um, so I'm going to do this a little bit differently than we did any other songs to where like, I have some, already some notes I put up, but, uh, other than that, Clint's kind of going, it's blind. So I'm just going to throw just kind of some stanza by stanza and see what he has to say. And then add in my own tidbits. So the first half of the first stanza or the first verse, I should say is she just wants to be beautiful. She goes unnoticed. She knows no limits. She craves attention she praises an image. She prays to be sculpted by the sculptor. What, what do you, how do you feel about that? What sticks out? What do you like? What yeah, you... I think the most obvious for me is actually kind of the ending there. She praises right. an image. She prays to be sculpted by the sculptor. So I think just listening to this, we we all have this kind of like image that we we set for ourselves but i think that in the end what we what we truly desire is to just be who we're we're made to be i think that's kind of where this is going um we we want to be beautiful well we are beautiful because that's the way we're created uh we go unnoticed but we crave attention Mm -hmm. and we do have attention from God, but I guess that goes overlooked by, by us sometimes. Oh, yeah. So we, 
we pray, the word pray, I think, kind of has this weird understanding sometimes, but it literally just means to ask. We, we ask to be sculpted by the sculptor. And Gordon, we were actually on a retreat together in March, mm-hmm. and I gave a talk at that retreat, and I talked life. about... Yeah, it's called life. I gave it a talk about dirt and earth and clay right. and what that meant. Uh, we talked a lot about Genesis and, and the creation story. And what I talked about is the, the name Adam meant humanity, right? That's the word for humanity. And then Adama, which is A-D-A-M-A, Adam with an A at the end, means dirt or earth or clay. And so we see this connection where they they are intertwined together. And that's kind of where we start to see this idea of God as our sculptor, mm-hmm. how he continuously forms us. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I talked about in, in that talk, actually, is how when we work with clay, I remember my first time making anything with clay was in seventh grade in art class. My first time taking like an actual art class and it was the worst thing I've ever made like it's so hard to make clay do what you want it to do yeah like it's so hard and so for me that is like God being the sculptor he is taking us as the clay falling away from what we were we were meant to be and he kind of shapes us back to where we, we where we were created yeah for so I think that's what this is looking at to me is we want to be to be beautiful. Well, if we look at what we are created for, we realize that we are beautiful. Right. We're made in his image. Spoilers. We we realize that we do have this attention because the sculptor is always watching. He's always there. He's always yeah. caring for us. So I think it all comes down to that beautiful praise to be sculpted the sculptor so funny little side note you took that like 10 times deeper oh. and I, I have like the simple little note no it's great because <laughs> i'm i'm also gonna like kind of break down i think what the song is actually saying too because i think this is a real story that's lived out by so many people these days oh yeah um but another funny little side note based on what you said is like my dad when i was in middle school went into a halfway home and the halfway home was like religious and it's, it was called the potter's house and it was called that because the idea was like, even though they got there from their mistakes, we're all clay and God is the potter and he is reforming their pots so that when they're done, like within a year and a year and a half when they graduate, they leave as new creations. Oh. Um, so that's that idea. Yeah, it's so cool. The only note I have for this stanza is that this stanza is a setup for this story this character lived out in the song this story this is the setup for the desire she's seeking mm-hmm. and she's seeking love and to be known so it says she wants to be beautiful and why does she want to be beautiful is because the next stanza says she goes unnoticed she wants to be noticed she wants to be known right mm-hmm. and it says she knows no limits so she'll go to any means we'll find out what those means are later in the song to to be noticed and be beautiful. She craves attention, once again, to be known. And she praises an image, which we can think of like idolatry or just like praying to God. But in this story, she's praising 
physical beauty, other people envying mm-hmm. type thing. And she's pray her she prays to be sculpted by the sculptor. Which when I heard it, same thing was for you. Like praying, like understanding that God's constantly sculpting us, but she's praying to be sculpted. So she's saying, God, make me this way. God, make me look this way. Right. We have to understand that like God already created us. Like you said, to already be perfect and to be beautiful. But he's also still working with us. And so now the sculpting is not with her physical appearance, but with her acceptance and to understand that he loves her and he knows her. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this is more of a setup to that desire and what she's craving for the rest of the song. Going back to what you were saying about she goes unnoticed, our desire to be known. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I listened to a talk on intimacy. Yeah. Seven levels of intimacy. One of the things it talks about in there is as humans, we desire to know and to be known. And in that Matthew Kelly said that the way that we do that, the way that we know and that we are known is through revealing ourselves, which makes mm. sense. If, if you want to know someone, or if you want someone to know you, you reveal yourself. If you want to know someone, they have to reveal themselves. Right. And when we look at what is revealed, and I think it was, it was Chris who actually talked about this in one of his talks, we see revelation we see scripture as this this revealing of self mm-hmm. you know it's, it's this opening up he used this beautiful imagery and i can't even think about it i think of it right now but it's it's literally this undressing of self this revealing complete just vulnerability and that's how we're known right when we are completely open completely vulnerable when we reveal ourselves and then we in exchange this to be known and to, to know God, we need to look at what he's revealing to us through scripture, through prayer, through the sacraments. Yeah, hold on to that because I think that plays into this next stanza Oops. actually. No, that's great. No, that's perfect. So this next stanza, and you'll probably recognize it really immediately with what you just said, is, uh, oh, she don't see the light that's shining deeper than the eyes can find it. Maybe have made her blind. So she tries to cover up her pain and cut her woes away because cover girls don't cry after their face is made. Mm. Throwing it back at you again. The first thing that comes to mind is that first line. Right. She don't see the light that's shining. And I think this goes back to what I was saying before about not realizing our beauty, not realizing how we're created and our identity lies in our identity as sons and daughters of Christ, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And, you know, scripture tells us we're the light of the world and light is meant to be shown, you know, I keep pulling from other people right now, but I just keep thinking of different things. Someone the other day was saying, what, what is the the purpose of light? Well, it, it just is. And just in being, it shines. And so you really have to try. If you are light, you really have to try to not shine because that is right. what we are created for. Yeah, you have to work to be dark. Yeah. You, yeah, you can never be. Right. And so you have to cover it up. Like scripture says, you don't put a candle under the, the wicker basket or whatever. Right. You, you're meant to be, to be shown. But a lot of the times we don't see that light. And I think that's kind of what it's talking about. And yeah. I think and, another purpose for light is darkness. So when everything created, 
the opposite was created. Without light, there's no darkness. And so we can't recognize what darkness is if there's no light. And foreshadowing into what we're going to talk about in the next stanza, without darkness, there's no hope. Light brings in a lot of virtues and a lot of like recognizing the bad. Yeah, the only thing with that is I wouldn't say the darkness is equal to the light. No, okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I think that's Thomas Aquinas talks about how for darkness to exist, there must be light. Right. For light to exist, darkness does not need to exist. No. And darkness can, and in this case, evil and good can be interchanged here. Darkness can never overpower the light because it's dependent yes. on it. And I think we talked about that in, in our yeah. uh, good versus evil, how evil is a, a parasite. So, yeah, and I, I totally agree. Based what you were just saying before we moved on to this about the undressing, becoming vulnerable, mm-hmm. and like building that, that's going on to the next sentence, deeper than the eyes can find it. So the light for this story right now is in her, but for her it's deep. Yeah. And it's unless she you know becomes builds that intimate relationship with god and like undresses herself becomes vulnerable so the light can be revealed then <laughs> then uh it's gonna be hard to find it and it's also that story of uh, eustace I yeah think, too yes right yes c.s uh, lewis yeah um, and like clarify real quick the c.s lewis this is um oh what book is that it's chronicles of narnia the, I, I know and I don't. Do, know. Uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yeah, yeah. Dawn so Treader. it's the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Uh, Eustace is the cousin of the Pevensies, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and he becomes this dragon. And just read the story. It's this beautiful, beautiful imagery of him tearing back the scales and Aslan, the Christ figure, helping him tear away his dragonness so that he can be so the light himself that's again. Stuck inside, deep down, is right. revealed again. So. Maybe, like that can be one of your challenges. Go check out that that chapter. Yeah, it's awesome. The last biggest thing is the last line, or like you know, she's trying to try and cover up her pain. She wants to cut away her woes because cover girls don't cry after their face is made. Well, actually, that line and maybe we have made her blind. So maybe we have made her blind mm-hmm. is a kind of a stab on society. Mm-hmm. And so she's striving for this beauty, this attention, because of what she's been listening to, what she's been feeding. And, you know, we try to shatter all that with this podcast, that in what we're fed and what we see every day, there's still this underlying story. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, like, what are we feeding ourselves? What are we looking at? And how how are we letting society kind of control our emotions, our thoughts, and all of that? Yeah. Um, and, or blinding ourselves. Yeah. And like you said, I think the goal of this podcast is to recognize that and see through it. Right. And see that there is is good there. To see through that parasite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that last line, so cover girls don't cry after their face is made. And in this instance, cover girls are the ones on the front of the magazine. Mm-hmm. And I t- originally took it as like, cover girls don't cry once her face is made because she's pretty and she's wanting to, like, now she's done up and she's on the cover, so she has to, like, pretend, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But what, what else happens if she did cry? The makeup runs. Right. So everything that's done up is not like messy. And this, I thought of like how often if you're cradle Catholic, 
do you not want to question something or do you not want to like mm. you know mess up something as far as like your faith journey goes by being honest with how you feel yeah kind of almost going back to that plateau that we were talking about right. last week because you desire that comfortable plateau feeling and you're not willing to take the step yeah almost yeah yeah i think that's, that's so really that was like another way i kind of took it that yeah and then after getting this build up of like, like okay this is what she's desiring and this is where she's at we jump into the chorus and Clint's already covered this chorus a ton with what he's talked about, but but there's hope that's waiting for you in the dark. And you should know that you're beautiful just the way you are, and you don't have to change a thing. The world could change the world could change its heart. No scars to your beautiful. We're stars and we're beautiful. And right away I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I love the first line with there's hope that's waiting for you in the dark. Mm-hmm. And like, why, why is there not hope waiting for you in the light? And it's not that there's not hope waiting for you in the light, but Father Mike Smith talks about this with fortitude and how like it's easy to be, to have fortitude with something you really don't need it for. Like, I'm not going to eat these chips, but you're also full. So like you have fortitude. But when like you need fortitude for something that you're actually struggling with is when it's important. Yeah. I think he says fortitude is the other virtues that test. Right. Or something like that. When they're, when they're tested at their at their weakest. And hope is like another one, is the theological virtue that's the same exact way. I think yeah. we mis- misconstrued hope so much to think like hope is like optimism or happiness, but mm-hmm. there's like hope against hope, hope and sadness, and mostly hope in the darkness. In the darkness, yeah. That's beautiful. I think that goes back to the, the light that we were talking about before as well, kind of tying that in. Right. Um, another big line I love from this is the world can change its heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just when we talked in the last episode about how like it starts with prayer. We were going about like Santa Fe and like how, you know, maybe we don't feel like we're doing anything, but if we all just had this change of heart of who Jesus Christ is in our life and who he is in the world and just strived for that and spread it. And then it like stuck and the whole world did that. It'd be radical change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, for me, this whole course is just really, drawing my attention to theology of the body. Maybe I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, that's it's something that's really been a big part of my life. I help host a theology of the body retreat here at, at my parish and for all the neighboring parishes and stuff. And so that's been a really big focus for me, especially recently. We're preparing for that retreat right now. And so I've just been thinking a lot about it. About a month ago, I was a, a guest at a, a Catholic school's theology class and so i gotta come in and teach theology of the body if you're not familiar with theology of the body check it out it's really it's one of the most beautiful things i've ever studied the reason being is if we look at theology of the body it's the study of god through our selves Mm -hmm. so we look at who we are as humans and we look at what does that tell us about god and who he is what does that tell us about our relationships? What does that tell us about our identity? And the answer is they all come back to him. Right. And I think that's really where I'm drawing to in this course and really in this whole song so far is you should know you're beautiful the way you are because that's the way God made you. Right. And your identity lies in him. Yeah. And you don't have to change your star. You're beautiful. 
going off that. So stars, calling us stars. Obviously, it's alluding back to the light. Yeah. But what what else is a star? Like, what's the closest star to us? The sun. Oh, you got me. Ooh. The okay. sun's light feeds life. Plants, the solar system, us. Like, not only when you see light are you, like, lighting up the room, but, like, you're, like, feeding life other people other things most of the stars in the galaxy are actually invisible to our naked eye yeah and we say in the creed that god is the god of the visible and invisible which goes back to the first stanza that she goes unnoticed but she doesn't Mm -hmm. oh i got i got one more for you this time i'm going to ask you a question so in adoration when we expose the eucharist in the monstrance right we see the monstrance usually looks like a sun right Yes, because it reminds us of the Son, like the Son of God. And when I said Son, it's not even what's going for. Right. Yeah. But this is where right. you drew me. The reason why is through the the rays of the sun. It's kind of like I love thinking about this when I lay out on the beach and I don't feel anything, and then hours later I'm like, oh, I I got a little burn or I got a little tan, you know. And that's kind of the same way that it affects us in in adoration or when we sit before Christ is we might not realize in the moment, but over time we can look back and we can see how Christ is affecting us, you know? And, and for me looking at her as a star, well, if we're comparing ourselves to stars, then we're seeing Christ work through us. Right. We're comparing ourselves to the sun. Yeah. Like not the sun, but the son of God. Right. Not in claiming to be a deity, but in, and realizing that our image is is him mm-hmm. and that he is working and that's why we're us. beautiful yeah right oh wow this is awesome <laughs> so moving on we go into the second verse and it says she has dreams to be an envy so she's starving you know cover girls eat nothing she says beauty is pain and there's beauty in everything what's a little bit of hunger i could go a little while longer she fades away. So the wording in the song is like very simple and almost like confusing, but uh, it's kind of also self-explanatory. Yeah. So what do you get from that? Yeah, I think uh, this, like you said, this is pretty self-explanatory, but I think the line that really stands out here is she says, beauty is pain and there's beauty in everything. Yes. And I really want to focus on there's beauty in, in everything. So I've been talking a lot about identity and and finding beauty. Bishop Barron says this all the time, but when we talk about our church, when we talk about our God, we talk about what is good, true, and beautiful. And all things have beauty in that they point us back to the ultimate beauty. They point us back to the creator. Correct. This is something that Bishop Barron talks about all the time, and this is one of my favorite things when he talks about those three those right. are like his points so right. check out bishop baron word on fire but he says everything has beauty in as much as it points us to god mm-hmm. and i think that's exactly what we're we're looking at here and i think this is a very unfortunate and very real stanza uh, the one note I have for that stanza is actually, I also agree that there's beauty in everything for that same sense. We've mm-hmm. talked about it 
think two podcasts ago and all these things of like how there is beauty and everything. And it's just like a sliver of the kingdom. Yeah. But the way she's saying it is there's uh, beauty is pain. Mm-hmm. So when you eat, when you do the equation, she's saying pain is in everything. Yeah. And that's not true. Mm. So knocking out the idea that there's that beauty is pain and that beauty that, and I, th- I think I, I referred it back to Adam, which is a book that we referenced. And I kind of talked about, yeah. And Adam was a reflection of the life of Christ. And so life went through like the desert and like his public life and all these things. But it wasn't until Christ's passion. And we all ultimately truly will endure a passion before our death or before something. And that will be painful. There's beauty in it and there is pain. But in the other moments and there's other things that we experience that it's also beautiful without pain. Mm. And so... There, the one thing I talked about in that book was how like Jesus had complete control of his life up until Judas kissed him and his passion started. Once, it, once his passion and our passion starts, it's that moment in our life to where we're no longer in control and things are just happening to us. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's painful. So there is pain in beauty sometimes. There is pain in life. But to understand that, that beauty is not always pain and there's not pain in everything. Yeah. Now, looking back at this, uh, I'm also... It's talking about food a lot. I mean, she's starving. They eat nothing. Mm-hmm. What's a little bit of hunger? And talking about this relationship with Christ, the first thing that I think of is the Eucharist. She's starving. She's not she's wow. not eating the Eucharist. Yeah, she's that's... hungry. She's desiring. It. And that's where the pain comes from. It comes from the hungry. It comes from the separation of not having Christ, of not being there. I'm not even going to say what I had for that because that's, yeah, that's cool. That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, th- I think that's, that's really where I'm being pulled right now is we're talking about this relationship. We're talking about this intimacy and our identity. And when we cut ourselves off from the source of that, we hurt. We, yeah. we, we fall short of, of what we are made. And that's, that's where the pain, that's where the suffering that's where the questioning comes from, I think. And on top of that, I think for that first line, she she has dreams of being an envy, which means she's working up to where people envy her. Yeah. And I think for that is a real feeling for a lot of people and for those that feel that, and even for those that don't, like understanding that starving yourself from the Eucharist and from God, who is actually someone with his agape love, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say envies us, but like everything she's dreaming to be, he's the, the, the eyes that he looks at her with is almost like you're everything. You're everything. Yeah. Like you are the most beautiful. You are perfect. You're the funniest person. And like the list goes on. Yeah. And it's like the eyes, this, these envious eyes that she's looking for other people are the same eyes that he has for her in the Eucharist, but it's not envy. Yeah. It's just this pure love. Yeah. And I, I think that all ties back to, to our first stanza too. And just realizing that all these things that we're desiring, we already have. Right. And, and it all comes back, comes back to that. Yes. So that moves into the second half of this second verse. And it says, 
She don't see her perfect. She don't understand. She's worth it. Or that the beauty goes deeper than the surface. So to all the girls that's hurting, let me be your mirror. Help you see a little clearer the light that shines within. And mm. I think there's like totally two folds to this, obviously. The play on what beauty is. Yeah. It's not physical. It's not all physical. Right. Um, it, it goes deeper than the surface. And it's that light, you know, that's that's deeper than the eyes can see from that one stanza. So it's like that. She doesn't see that she's perfect. She doesn't understand that she's worth it, these eyes that are staring at her. Mm-hmm. But it's because she doesn't see that the beauty is more than, like, skin deep. Right. And the second half is uh, actually a message from the artist saying, like, let me be a mirror. And this goes just as us as Christians. Yeah. Being the example. That, that was right where I was going with that. Yeah. Let us be the mirror for other people to see that there's a light that shines within us. Yeah. Yeah, going back to that that talk with that priest that I had earlier today, just thinking about that, one of the conversations that we had was in order, we're, we're talking about how, how it was, the, the struggles with serving the youth and helping them to, to find their relationship with God. And he said that if we are able to help them to understand that they are loved by us, then it is infinitely easier for them to understand the reality that they are loved by God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's kind of where you're getting with this. If, if we can be the mirror that reflects love to these people who, who don't feel love, that don't know that they are worthy or beautiful, if we as Christians can do that, then we can be the mirror that reflects Christ to them. As a star. As a star. Yeah. That light. And going back to light, what is mirror? Mirror is a, a refraction or a reflection of light. Right. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is fantastic. We have the chorus again right after that, which is kind of what we were talking about with being a star. And then um, kind of like this last hook, which is no better you than the you that you are. No better life than the life we're living. No better time for your shine. You're a star. You're beautiful. Mm. And that's also just another very self-explanatory there's no there's no better you life or time that we've been created or given by god than this lifetime in us that we are now we're naturally beautiful but i don't think that goes without saying that we shouldn't always still strive to hone the gifts that he's given us to be the best of ourselves yeah I, i really see this as a challenge yes especially looking at no better time for your shine you're a star it's, it's a reminder. It's a challenge. Don't wait. Don't wait until you're, you're older. Don't wait until you have a family. There's no better time than now to start reflecting Christ. There's no better time than now to realize that your life is worth living, that you are beautiful and that you are a reflection of, of our Lord. Yeah, and I think that's actually a great challenge for this podcast. And I just want to add one thing, which is a one line we really haven't touched on, which the title of the song no scars to you're beautiful mm. which in this reference means like no scars to like surgery to becoming beautiful no emotional scars from other people and this, you know just to strive for this beauty because we're made in beauty but i also think of scars in another way like what are scars to us and scars are things that fade but change us scars are actually something that we take on and we've become we are made new through mm-hmm. 
and with this line that there's no better life than you there's no better you than you there's, there's no time for your shine we have to understand that like our flaws are also what make us our scars whether we can still verbally see them or visibly see them or whether emotional or not and we've outgrown them or not but god as the sculptor we mentioned in like the first stanza is still sculpting us from these flaws and these and these scars and we become made new so yeah as this challenge like don't waste this life or this time and be the best you and be the star and shine so other people can see it and want to shine as well be the mirror yeah. for others too yeah it's awesome cool uh shout outs sarah thank you yeah that was and a great song actually it looks like i'm just looking at our social media right now sarah gave us a, a review today too so huh thanks helping again. us in so many ways right now yeah so thanks for that sarah and i want to give out some some shout outs to people who have been helping us on social media and started following us recently so most of these are, are pretty close friends of ours. So Sharon Mahalski, member of our parish and of my, my core team as well. Davis Penrod, Jojo Twyford, and, and Kristen Kay. Thank you guys, uh, all friends of ours. We appreciate you guys listening to us. And I hope you're you're enjoying what you're listening because we, we're having a blast. Like I said, I'm so tired right now, but <laughs> I am, I'm loving every second of this. Yeah, so. it's been really awesome. Yeah, we, we appreciate you guys as always and we love that you guys are on the adventure with us this is, truly is an adventure you know life life is an adventure and like we said earlier our story is christ's story right. the scripture that we read that is our story that we are a part of right and we are living that and we are part of that so don't forget it don't forget that you're loved you're loved by us you're loved by god and uh you're beautiful you're beautiful so cool Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on the adventure. And, uh...